0: And welcome back to Meeting of the Minds. Today we're starting our mental and emotional health series. I'm here with a great friend, a longtime um, mindset guy, Nick Perilla, awesome guy. I'm going back a long way like I said. and he wants to share his story about mental and emotional health. Overcoming coping strategies. We're just excited to have him, Nick. Thank you for joining us.
1: Hello, how are you? Hello, everybody. Um, as um, as uh, Mrs. Zanetti uh, pointed out, I've been I've I've talked to him for what's been it's been a hot it's been a while. Um, you know, I, I wrestled. You know, started back in third grade. Um, I I stopped at around um, at, at around college, um, and yeah, I'm excited to be here. Um, Excellent.
0: Yeah, so we used to speak regularly, like almost probably once a week, right? Or every yeah, other it, week? Yeah,
1: like it, was, it, was pre- it was pretty frequent, yeah. Yeah. So now
0: talk about how you started going into different, you know, getting into lower areas with depression and um, everything with that. How things started going downhill.
1: Um, so things really started going. So I'm going to backtrack a little right. bit. So, so for the last couple of years, you know, when I wrestled, wrestling turned into something that I loved to do to something that I was doing for other people. And it, it, it was starting to wear down, and you know, I always had that mindset of like, hey, you know, if, if I quit, you know, what's what's my coach going to think about? What's my parents going to think? What's uh, what what's going to what's going to be that reputation on me? And you know, I had it, you know, I had it put into my head that you know, if I quit, you know, I'd live the rest of my life as a quitter. And so, and you know, and when I did finally quit wrestling in college, that's what I originally went to college for. Two weeks in, I was like, I just I just can't do this. It's just way too much. Um, And as a result, you know, I quit. I got a lot of negative reactions, you know, from different places and it really tore me down. You know, I went from, you know, having, you know, A's and B's to, you know, showing up the class every day to now having, you know, C's, D's and almost F's in some class not showing up at all. I would be in my, I would just, I would be in my dorm room, you know, you know, for the majority of the day. And it, you know, things went downhill. I, you know, at the, I remember at the, at the end of my first semester in college, I, um, I, I went back to, it went off winter break, you know, I went back home and I was like, Hey, you know, you, you can't go back. And, you know, with the friends that I had met, um, you know, I, I was, I was just like, I, I don't want to leave. I want, I want to keep being there, but you know, something clearly wasn't working, but I, I wasn't thinking straight enough at the time, you know, the, you know, to be thinking that way. Um, so we, but you know, eventually, you know, they eventually said, okay, well, you can go back. Um, I went back and again, I, I hit, I was just, I was in the same place I was, I was just, I was, I I was, I just wasn't me. Something wasn't right. I didn't know at the time what wasn't right, but everything was just going downhill. Um, And then, um, and then spring break, I remember spring break of 2016, I, we got back from spring break, I said, yeah, no, it's, it's best that you, you know, that you, that you don't go back. We're going to keep you here. Um, And then a couple of weeks later, I was in the hospital for the first time.
0: Yeah. What was what was it that was really dragging you down? Because of course there's wrestling, but there's yes. obviously more going on. Yeah,
1: I think I think it, I think for me it was my my entire my entire life. I had I'd always been taught, you know, like what to think. I, I never knew how to think for myself. Um, you know, like and, and like that that really caused a lot of problems. You know, when I started learning how to think in college, um, the, of like what what is what do I want? What does Nick Perilla want? What does What do I want to strive to do? What do I actually believe? in? what do I actually think? And what am I believing um, right now, just because somebody told me, and a lot of that was separating was separating that. And if I did think differently to somebody else, how, how would they judge me? What would they think? And And that was really, you know, a big crux of my problem.
0: That makes a lot of sense because a lot of these things, what people need to realize, it's not just these aren't surface level questions. This is we're dealing with ultimate reality. And if we don't feel like we're solid with ultimate reality, there's no foundation.
1: No, there's no.
0: So there's there's big questions. And unfortunately, I think a lot of times kids struggle because we don't really know where to go. (laughs) <laughs> you know, we, we don't know who to ask and who we get good information from. There's so much information out there. And a lot of times the people that we ask the questions of, they don't really have the good answers more than just believe because I, I say so. And, and that, that hurts a kid who really is, or not just a kid, a person who's really inquisitive. They're intellectually honest. They're open to learning and they're just not being fed.
1: And that's, that's, and that's exactly what happened to me. Um, you know, it wasn't until I think it was 2018, you know, you know, again, you know, I'd always been told, you know, what to think. So I never knew how to think. And I remember um, 2018, um, I, you know, I had I now and uh, I, you know, I gotten halfway through a semester of a, a proofs class in math. And that class is entirely how to think and not what to think, you know, and proofs, they're like, hey, you've learned, you know, the quadratic formula is is true. Now we're going to now I'm going to show you how to find out that issue and not just accept it as true. And when I started learning, you know, kind of how, how to say, okay, you know, I've been told something now. Okay, let's, let's back up all the way to the bottom. Let's build back up and see if I can come to the same conclusion.
0: Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. And unfortunately, because we're such a, the philosophy is weak. I mean, in the past, i don't know if you're familiar how they used to educate people in the middle ages but there was the trivium and then there's the quadrivium the trivium was grammar rhetoric and logic so before you could go on to the sciences you need to be rock solid you need to know grammar otherwise you can't put together a proposition or a statement and then if you're not able to evaluate an argument logic and reason you're not able to form a coherent thought Mm -hmm. and you see that it's the, the effects on our society are very clear because all of our different leaders on both sides of the spectrum get away with making statements that they're not logically consistent. So, being able to evaluate a statement, evaluate a proposition, where is this person speaking just from emotion, and where does this actually
1: make sense? That hits hard. It does, um, you know. And yeah, I think you know a, a big part of it for me too, you know, was just you know was just identity, and then. And then, you know, and then eventually, you know, it got to, you know, a point in time where, you know, I had, you know, I had, you know, I had, I think at the end, I think at the end of the day, I had eight hospitalizations. It was probably, you know, soon after, you know, like my third or fourth, like that, that idea of like learned helplessness started to settle in. And that like the moment that I feel bad, like, but, you know, it's just like, I, it's like, I just I can do. So I'm just going to sit in it. There's nothing I can do about it. It's not going to change. So, you know, might as well just sit here and do nothing. It's going to have the same effect. You know, if I go out and reach out to people. And that, that started what was, you know, ingraining into my mind. And um, it, it took a very long time to break out of that mold.
0: Right, right. Now, what would you say for kids and for people just in general who are who are in those low places? What are some of the signs that we should be looking for? How how can people communicate with you effectively? Because I'm sure you had a lot of people who meant very well trying mm-hmm. to reach out but didn't quite get you or, or get what to say to you. What do you think there?
1: Um Really, the, the the big warning signs are when, like, yeah. It, it, for me, I had to realize, okay, what were the things that I loved doing? And you know, for me, you know, it's going out and socializing with people and but I noticed that that wasn't happening anymore. It's, everything's, everything's a balance. And if, if you're not doing something to, if you're not doing everything that helps maintain that balance, you know, from, you know, you know, eating, and I'm not even going to say healthy, just, you know, just making, you know, making a good choice, you know, like something as simple as, Hey, you know, I had a soda, let me drink two glasses of water before I have another one, or, you know, just, you know, just, just simple things like that. If you're not taking care of yourself, then that's how you know things are starting to go downhill and you need to kind of catch yourself and be like okay hold on something something's not right i i i feel i feel i feel depressed today or i feel down why do i feel down i feel i feel shame why do i feel this shame you know a lot of people just or I, at least for me i, I don't want to speak for everybody but I, for me you know i would feel you know i would feel these things but it would take me a while to actually question okay why do i feel this anxiety why do i have this fear and when i actually look back and i say Oh, well, that's why. Okay. Now, is this something that I have control over? No. Okay. I'm going to have to accept it and move on. Is this something that I have, that I do have any amount of control over? Yes. How can I, um, how can I control it? And is it worth trying to control it or should I just accept it and move on?
0: Right. Right. And now you being more of a deep thinker, you're able to evaluate those kind of things and assess that. You always had that, that hunger and that thirst for understanding the why, Mm -hmm how are how are you like most people or maybe or maybe different or what are you do you see different strategies for different personalities
1: um honestly i it, it, since it's you know really recent that you know i'm just you know my my head's starting you know get clear um for me it, you know dbt um, I, I did dbt for for you know for several months and that was really the core of what uh, or one of the core things that they would talk about you know like all right. Every single emotion that you feel, every single one, doesn't happen for no reason. Are you happy? You're not happy for no reason. Are you sad? You're not sad for no reason. There is a reason why you're feeling what you're feeling. Question it. Figure out what's working and what's not. Um, and you know, and the you know, and, they, and you know, they would say, you know, the, the line between you know, um, between being in pain and being you know in suffering is the idea of acceptance. You know, is, you know, you can, you can be in pain, like, you know, the, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, the holidays, I ended up alone because of some unfortunate circumstances. Yes, it, it was painful, but I was able to accept, okay, this is the way that it was. And I was able to just continue about my day like normal. Yes, it, it, it hurt. But, you know, it's, you know, emo- you know, emotions are one of those things that are that, that are always changing, you know, what you feel in one moment isn't what you're going to feel in the next.
0: Right. And I like how you brought up DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy. That was actually founded by Marsha Linehan. I learned a lot about her in my doctoral program. Yep. She was yeah, she, she actually went to Loyola University. So she must be familiar with this with the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola. She said she had her big epiphany while she was praying in a chapel. She grew up Catholic also. But um with with all that, you know, one of the things I really liked about DBT is I remember addressing the whole person. It spoke about prayer. It spoke about rest and relaxation. It spoke about exercise. It spoke about nutrition. And exactly like you said, um, looking at the emotions and understanding that difference between pain and suffering, um, the acceptance, understanding yourself, and just really going after the emotions, like understanding the emotions, why you have them and what you could do with them. That it's, it's not just the link between the thoughts and the behaviors, but also that emotions, was that, was that your experience that it was more of like a holistic type therapy?
1: It was, yes, for, yes, for sure. Um, and you know, we had, we had nutritionists, we had, um, you know, we, we, you know, it it was, it was really, um, you know, we we learned about, um, we learned a little bit in the CBT, you know, and cognitive distortions and, you know, and stuff like that. You know, I I used you know, I used I still am, I'm, you know, very black and white thinker, you know, it's either this way or this way, but not a lot of people are willing to look, oh, there's, there's also this gray area in between, even if you don't think that there is you know, and, yeah, and, that, and that's something that, you know, that I, that I still struggle with. Yeah. Yeah,
0: definitely. And it's, and it's one of those things where well, I think when it comes to mindset at mental and emotional, we don't, it's, it's hard looking at it black and white, because like I tell people, usually when we think about confidence or anxiety, you're not dealing with the number zero or a hundred on that scale. It's everything from one to 99. And it's mm-hmm. not, it's not like things are cured. Things are managed right so you get yeah. better control but you're never you never actually arrive at 100% or 0% yeah so, exactly yeah that's uh, that, that that's great stuff and now talk about so we see the cdc numbers were crazy one out of four individuals people between the ages of uh, what was it 22 or between 18 and 24 yeah, I think yeah, contemplating, 18 contemplating suicide and talk about that so when you were going through that when you had that ideation what did you struggle with and then how do you reach other people now and help them
1: um so so i'm going to you know backtrack i think it, it was 2016 i think it was 2016 honestly like well, you know the years just meshed together but it was december of 2016 i remember um i i was um i was yeah you know, my my parents had asked me to leave we got into a little um a little argument um and and i was like okay well i'm just i'm just going to leave i didn't have anything and I was starting to walk out the door they're like, Hey, you know, do you, do you need your, don't you need bags and stuff? I'm like, no. And I remember walking down the highway, um, you know, I see, you know, trucks pass by and I was looking back, I'm like, should, should I do it? And I remember, I, I remember, you know, the third one came by, I was like, I just, I remember jumping in front, um, and I, I did get hit, um, you know, and, um, you know, it's, it's that feeling of like, just not having anything and, you know, and be and being alone and just. Just, just be, feel like you're stripped. Just being like you're completely stripped. But you know, um, it's and but to, but you know, I, I know now that you know I'm I'm not alone. You know, one you know you just go into Google, type how many people are in the world. You know, you'll see seven billion people. Um, the odds, you know, if you ask even three people, I bet you at least one of them will help. Probably all of them. In all honesty, you know, just 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 reach out. That's that was the hardest thing for me um, when I was in Pennsylvania. Um, they, they did an exercise where they're like, okay, we're going to put a blindfold on you. And there's, you know, there's this maze of, um, of ropes and you have to have one hand on the rope. And, you know, when you come to an intersection, you can either, you know, branch off into, um, and and onto a different one, or you can keep going straight. It's just a maze. And you have to find your way out of the maze. And, you know, I remember, you know, I was going, I was going and, you know, and I was being stubborn. I was like, no, I'm going to figure out where this exit is. And they're like, Hey, if you think you found the exit, just stop, raise your hand. And, you know, somebody will, um, you know come to assist you. And if you need anything else at all, um, you know, same thing, just, just stop and just, just ask. And I was just like, no, I'm, I'm going to find this on my own. I have to do this on my own. And event, you know, and, and they started, you know, eventually got to the point, you know, everybody's like, Hey, you know, a brother has come home, you know, you know, all these people are finding this. I'm like, why can't I find it? Um, and they started playing, you know, help somebody help. And, um, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, let me just, let me just ask. I'm like, Hey, you know, I've you know, I, I asked if this was the exit. I asked about this. I'm like, well, you know, like what, what, what am I missing? And they're like, well, there, there's one thing you actually haven't asked for yet. And you know, I think back to someone, I'm like help. And they're like, are you asking me for help? And I said, yes, I am. And I remember he walked out of my, um, he walked me um, out of that maze. And the message, I, I don't remember the exact words. I have it on my Facebook page. But he's like. He's like, don't dare minimize the power importance of what he just did, and ask for help. Um, asking for help is at the heart of our recovery, and you know, and when you surrender control and um, and and you were vulnerable, that and you asked for help, um, you found your way home. He's like, he's, there was an exit to the maze maze, but it wasn't a physical one; it was a spiritual one.
0: Wow, that's great. So, in Pennsylvania, that was a, that was a mental health facility yeah. that was helping you navigate your mm-hmm. the mental and emotional waters. Exactly. That's great. And and such an important point that you said right there, just how many times we turn inward. And that's a lot of times what depression, these low areas of our life, depression, anxiety, we turn inward instead of outward, whether it's helping other people or asking for help, which is probably the most important four letter word. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, yeah, so talk about how that's changed your life, being able to now ask for help and just in general, not even, not even in extremely bad situations, but just in general.
1: Um, it's it it helps it helps it it helps out a lot. Um, it um, just just being able to be like oh, okay, well you know I I don't know I don't know how to do this and you know I, a lot of it was you know I'd have too much pride and be like no I ha-, you know I'm I'm good enough to figure out on my own like. It, it all it does is just you know just create stress and anxiety that you don't need to be putting on yourself. Somebody else has has the answer, and you know maybe even spent years trying to figure it out. Just just talk to them. You know you can you can sit back and you know reflect on what they're saying later. But you know I, I I trust somebody who's been you know who's been maybe you know maybe it's work related that's been there for four years, and versus me being there for you know just a couple months or. Um, Or, you know, or even, you know, when it comes to mental health, I'd much rather, you know, go to a friend, you know, even if they just say, hey, Nick, you know, we're we're just going to go play games. We're just going to, you know, with the intent of just distracting me or, you know, like I I, I trust, you know, those people and and their support more than me being clouded in thought and not really understanding what's going on and, you know, settling myself down to be able to now think clearly and move forward.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. Now, if you had to go back in time and talk to yourself before things started getting really bad. What would you say to yourself?
1: Um, I would I would tell myself, you know, hey, look, you, what you're about to go through, you have to go you have to go through. It's you wouldn't you're not going to get to where you're going to be tomorrow without all these yesterdays. It's hard today, but I at the but, you know, but when when the day does come and everything you know starts to click and starts to fall into place, um, it things will just turn out so much better for you. You know, I, I heard you know I I saw a quote that life is like a dark tunnel. And that, you know, you might not always see the light at the end of the tunnel, but if you just keep moving, you'll come to a better place that you are in that dark tunnel and you don't see the light, but the light is there. So just keep moving.
0: Just keep moving. Excellent. And then your advice to a kid who right now is struggling that 18 to 20 or really doesn't even have to be in that 18 to 24 bracket, but just a person you've been through it. You know what it's like. You've got, you've gone through that dark tunnel and, and thank, and thank God came out the other end of it. So what do you tell, what do you tell them now?
1: Um, you know, as I mentioned before, ask for help. It's it's hard to do. You think you're a burden, you think that you're you're causing problems and that you're an inconvenience. You're not. I I promise you, you aren't. I've had people come to me for help now and I'm just and they, they think that they're an inconvenience. I'm like, no, just call me anytime. You know, if, if I'm at work and you know and and I get two phone calls from you. And I know that it's important. I will stop working and I will, you know, find time to make time for you. If you're not an inconvenience, you, you know, I, I'm 99, I'm willing to bet every dollar that I got that if you call your friend and you're like, hey, I need you to drop everything right now and, and help me because I'm in that dire straits, they will. You're not an inconvenience. You know, we, people, I, me, know, knowing me, I can adapt. If somebody needs, needs help, I can adapt to, you know, what I may have lost maybe working or what I'm doing right now to, to make sure that I, you know, I still had this lifelong friend and um, you know and so that that's one thing another thing is honestly just just as, as hard as it is and it's not the easiest thing just just be happy you know like it's 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 you know a lot of bad things are going to happen but bad things happening doesn't make things bad it's your attitude towards them that makes things bad. okay something, something bad happened. okay well okay crap i can't do anything about it so you know when but when, when there's like this tension it we have, you know, as, as humans, we have this tendency to go towards that tension and want to resolve it. But oftentimes we don't think, well, what happens if I just ignore the tension just to go do something else?
0: Ah, that sounds very dbt. Instead of yeah. fighting our thoughts and getting involved in that in that um mental civil war in your head, you're changing your relationship to your thoughts and realizing I can choose to step back.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's and great. Yeah. Go ahead. And and um and yeah and and last thing that i want to say too is you know and you know while, while i think that everything does you know does change you know i haven't really found many counter examples to that um you know i think it, it, for me you know recognizing that my thoughts are going to change and that my emotions are going to change when i do get down you know it for me it's still going to think okay you know this is this I, this is going to change just settle down, just relax. It's going to be painful for a little bit, but eventually, you know, your, your body is going to, you know, restore emotional equilibrium at some point. So you can go back and actually process what's going on.
0: Right. That's a big point. So many important points you hit on there that a lot of people don't realize that, that the studies show about our, our overall level of happiness and contentment, uh, barring some kind of um, massive tragedy, most people restore to that equilibrium. You just, me- you mentioned in somewhere between three and six months, so like you said, trusting that you will, that your mind, your emotions, your body are gonna naturally restore. Talk about that just a little bit more, that's important.
1: Um, so yeah, so yeah, that's something that I, you know, that I actually, you know, actually realized this year, like, well, like, it's one of those things like I knew, but like, I didn't like really, you know, think about it, or I didn't think it was, you know, it was that important, but just the idea that, um, hey, you know, I, I feel sad, you know, I feel, you know, I feel sad right now, something, something bad or, you know, something that I perceive as bad, you know, just happened. Um, you know, like, and, you know, I, and like, you know, I remember, like, I remember thinking of stuff like, even, you know, even this year, I'll be like, you know, suicidal ideations, you know, would pop up very mildly. I'm like, no, that's, I, I know that this is what I'm thinking now. I know that these are my emotions now. I know that this is my situations now, but I know that that's not going to be my thoughts, emotions, and situations later. And I'm like, all right, you know, just, you, you, it's really just, just accepting, okay, this is, this happened. I know that my thoughts and emotions are going to change. I'm going to adapt um, and that it, it might take some time, but, it, you know, it's, you know, this is that time for It's like, okay, you know, I, I know that this is going to change. I feel bad right now. What can I do right now to make myself happy, you know, and, you know, in the short term. So in the long run, I know that I'm, I'm going to feel better and be where I want to be. That's phenomenal.
0: That I was going to go into one of the other things you said, but I'm going to stick with that for a second that I've, I, I learned from a, um, there was a a psychologist, some kind of therapist. They were saying that, you know, when you're in a low mood, you have to be able to recognize when you're in a low mood, when you're at equilibrium, when you're in a low mood, don't make any decisions or make any kind of big choices at that moment. Do little things, just like you said, Nick, do little things to get yourself happy and to restore that equilibrium. And then you could go on to making the decisions and the choices because you're really not in the place to be doing that at that moment. So getting yourself, if we're at a negative three. Let's get ourselves back to zero, even if it's doing just little minor things to make make ourselves happy, watching a funny movie, taking a bath. And that does it for me i love that so, yeah whatever little things to make you happy
1: and uh one other thing too is you know i also noticed that you know like like you know and like you know when i was sad and down or you know i feel you know certain emotions you know like even something as simple as the music you're listening to so, so like maybe you're listening to something like you know sad and depressing changes something upbeat and happy your body's going to naturally adjust to it you know if you're you know if you're slumped over and your body posture is that of somebody that's sad and depressed straighten up, you know, like, like just put yourself in a confident posture because your body is going to mentally just adjust to that, uh, to that opposite change that you're making. So, you know, your physical stature and, you know, your fit, like what you're doing physically and your physical surroundings are going to impact you mentally because your brain is going to adjust to that.
0: That's great. These are all gold nuggets of information. Like I hope (laughs) when people watch this, they're, they're using the notepad because like all those little points you're making, that's an entire lesson in and (laughs) of itself. And the, the importance of our actions change our attitudes, our movements change our moods, right? Our motions yep. change our emotions. So just simply change the song, change yep. the way you're sitting. That's great. One more point. I want to squeeze one more question out yep. of the things you. One of the things you brought up before, I thought it was really profound about when you're asking for help, sometimes we feel like we don't want to be an inconvenience on others. Talk about maybe how to ask for help and because there's a difference. There are some times where, okay, there's minor things going on that we kind of, you know, just get over it. Right. But then there does come a point where this is not something where you just say, just get over it. This is a big deal. How do I ask for help? And how do I overcome that, that mental and emotional barrier of I'm being a nuisance to other people, or they really don't care. I'm inconveniencing them. Talk about that. Um, I know broad, I basically <laughs> hit you with a lot right there, but talk about yeah. that topic. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's 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 fine. Um I know, so like it I I, th- I think when I when I used to, you know, like reach out for help like it eventually just got to the point where you know, like now I just text people, I'm like, hey, I I am feeling down, I need help. That's that's literally the text message that I that I would send that 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 I send people now. And um now and me and my friends, you know, at this point, you know, like we we, we feel like me and my friends that have say, you know, like we can, we can only do so much. So, you know, so we, so instead of saying, we're going to do everything that we can, we're going to do what we reasonably can, but you don't, you know, when you reach out to somebody, if, if we, we now have the, you know, for us, we have the understanding of, Hey, even if I am not able to help, whether it is because, you know, I actually don't, maybe I'm, maybe I'm out of town, you didn't know it or something. I will find it. I will help find you a means to get help. You know, just, just getting that, just initially reaching out is all you have to do. And you'll get the help that you that you, that you need in in some capacity. You know, it might not be you know from that one source that you wanted, but that one source will maybe you know go out and say, "Hey, um, mom and dad back at home, call, call Nick. He he need, he needs some help," and they'll call you. Somebody or somebody is always going to be willing to reach out for you. Uh, out, out, out to you and we're going to be willing to help and and. And honestly, people want to help you know, especially and in, 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 you, know, you know when you build a relationship with somebody, they they're not you know they're not they're not there just to you know be somebody you hang out with. I mean they I mean you know you do hang out with them obviously, but they're also there you know for emotional support too. And you know you got you got to, you got to leverage every single aspect of, of your friendships and relationships.
0: Absolutely, and it would seem to to make sense that these are people. It's not necessarily everyone or all friends, but there's certain key friends that you let them in, you let them know. Hey, I struggle. Sometimes I get to these low areas of anxiety or depression, or I have thoughts of hurting myself. I need to be able to, you know, I'd, I'd like to be able to speak to you at, at different times. Can I reach out to you if I'm struggling? So this way they know they're not blindsided. Is that what you would say?
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, it's really hard for me to, to answer because like, it's just, it's just something that just came over time of just, you know, learning that just that I'm just not an inconvenience. It's, it really is a mindset. You know, when you start telling yourself, Oh, I'm a burden. Oh, I'm in, Oh, I'm an inconvenience. And you're not going to want to reach out. But when you, but when you start changing your mindset of, Hey, I, I know people care about me and I'm not an inconvenience and I'm, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those things that like, as much as I hate to say, it really is one of those things that just comes with time and you have to start training yourself. It's, it's just training yourself to think differently. You know, you've been thinking one way this entire time, and you just really have to start telling yourself over and over again that, that that's just not the case and not true, you gotta step back and check the facts.
0: Awesome. Nick, this is by far one of the most important, if not the most important interview we've ever done with Winning Mindset, because this really has such an impact on people. Of course, yeah, we love to see people succeed in sports and school and life, but success is a very far cry. for Success is way distant to mental and emotional health, well-being, happiness and just life lessons. So I really appreciate it, Nick. Thank you. Very yeah, no much.
1: problem. Thank you for having me. All right. Great. We'll talk soon. Have a good one. Bye.
0: And that is a wrap from today's podcast. I'm Gene Zanetti from Winning Mindset. Make sure you guys go to our website. Make sure you go to zwinningmindset.com. Make sure you buy the book. The ebook is great excellent information, represents some of the great information that we've learned from top athletes, working with some of the top teams and individuals all across the country. Go to our website, zwinningmindset.com. Make sure you get the ebook. Also, make sure as an individual, you sign up for the one-on-one free trial consultation. That's the one-on-one free trial consultation with one of our mindset coaches. The best results always come from one-on-one attention, whether it's strength training, whether it's technique, or whether it's mindset. One-on-one is always the best. Thanks for staying with, with us. Make sure you join us next time for the next episode. Mindset makes the difference. Have a great day.